Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to another edition of an NBA podcast. We haven't had any basketball for about five months, but we enjoy each other's company, I think. Um, I'm joined by my brother, Paul Williams. How's it going? And I'm joined by uh, my friend, JT. Hello. JT, quite bold considering Justin Timberlake kind of has kind of owned JT. It's like a little bit if I like said, call myself Ear Jordan, you know, like it's just kind of someone else has got that now. Yeah, well, people used to call me JTs there at university and I didn't know it was a reference to Timberlake, sadly. Oh, what do you think it was a reference to? Me, like JTs there. <laughs> yeah, okay, sorry, I don't know. That was a dumb question for me, eh? Uh, it's time for the podcast that we call Advanced Analytics. Am I weird? Am I, I'm, I'm a weird person, am I right? Mm. Hey, just say what, what, what's happened. Well, what, what's happened is that last week I came on the podcast and I slammed a basketball documentary about Michael Jordan called The Last Dance. And since then, I've had friends that I haven't even seen in like five years contact me going, how good is Last Dance? I did a radio interview this morning with a guy I barely know, and his first question was, are you watching Last Dance? How good is it? Everyone loves Last Dance. It's critically acclaimed. Fans love it. People love it. Every, I feel like I'm the only person in the world. I'm this weird contrarian freak. Uh, well, everyone else probably didn't have the, all the Michael documentaries growing up. I and did have the secondly, box set on DVD. That's right. Yes, and secondly, so you, and so you feel like you know everything when other people don't. And um, also, I think people who don't really aren't that into the NBA. This is like a bit, this seems like a big thing for them to like kind of talk about. Yeah. But also, I I just think it's weird to like Tiger King was like the most hyped thing I've ever heard like seen yeah. online. Yeah. Or like remember the movie Bird Box? Oh, Bird Box! Don't even tell me about Bird Box. Holy shit! And then when I spoke to people, like they were like, "Oh, it wasn't very good. It was like, <laughs> it was like not even as good as the Quiet Place, like the film it was knocking off." Yeah. And people just social media goes crazy, and it does overhype stuff. Because like I watched Tiger King, all, all the episodes, even the after interview thing. Yeah. And like it's it's fine. Yeah. It's, I don't think it's the best Netflix doco of the last two years. Yeah. But. <laughs> Yeah, so make... I've got a theory. Okay, come hit us. Yeah, so my theory is like people are just oh, people are dumb, right? That's pretty <laughs> much the bulk of my theory. But, yeah. but 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 mainly it's like people are desperate to have an opinion, and so they really. Uh, but everyone's too like a doesn't have a lot of interesting opinions and is too scared to voice anything interesting. So people just flock to a safe like one that makes them uh, an opinion or thought that makes them look current. And two, something they think is really safe. So, like, mm. watching the MJ doco, like, people that go on about how much they love dogs, like, it's the most unoriginal 
yeah. after you've seen three people say I love dogs so much, if you're the fourth person, <laughs> why would you say it? But what social media's done is like, so that was already a problem in the world, and social media has now enforced that because my honestly imagination of some people in the world is they are sitting on the couch <laughs> watching Friends repeats, staring at their phone, desperately trying to think of something to post, <laughs> and then and then and then they see someone post about a cute dog, and they're like. Okay, add it to the list. This is on the safe list. I love dogs. Yeah, yeah, okay. And that's, that's what the it, last dance is. It yeah. always annoys me, and I know, Guy, this annoys you as well, I think, is people passionately hating the same few things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like people will be like, Crocs. <laughs> the shoe Crocs. Who in their right mind would wear Crocs? Nickelback. The band Nickelback. Yeah. That is the worst band. Yeah. And it's like, it's always like, the, I'm trying to think. Big Bang Theory, people love hating on the Big Bang Theory. It's like, I don't know, I've never even seen it, but I love hating on it. Um, yeah, but Paul, Paul yeah. What, you're, what you're touching on is exactly the same phenomena. It's just the other side of the coin. Yeah, that, that's but what I'm saying. I'm, oh, I'm, right, yeah. I'm in agreement. Like, like yeah, finding um, a group opinion. Um, hating socks people, with sandals People like is finding the safe, safe thing and then being passionate about it. Yeah, yeah. what other things are there? Socks, socks and sandals. I went to Japan once, and the coolest hipsters I've ever seen in my life were wearing socks and sandals. Like, there's not a blanket rule. Like, yeah, if your dad does it, it's probably not going to be great. But like, there's amazingly cool people who wear socks and sandals. I've seen. I've seen it. Mm. Yeah. So, um, Tony, do you know Tony Lyle? He's um, comedian. He's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he, uh, I recently he just put a tweet up about. I think it was him saying he's about to have a new image of a guy that likes cool, so like zany socks. And I commented, didn't get a like back, Tony, if you're listening. Uh, <laughs> quite rude. But um, that's another thing. That was another thing on the list, but specifically for white guys. But like having crazy socks. Yeah, I, I went through that period. Been a risk. Yeah, big time. And it's why I hate the um, it's why I hate the happy socks company because I got into that company. And it took me about five years to realize they're just not very good socks. They just look awesome. And once you wash them twice as well, they, they lose their awesome look as well. Heavy they, socks. They, awesome. They're, they're, ang I, um, they're angry socks to me, man. They're, they make me angry. <laughs> hey, do you guys know um, Stance Socks makes a business-appropriate sock? Stance? Now there's, yeah, Stance. Really you mean the company that a couple of years think, before Nike did it, they made the NBA socks for a few years. Oh, they're the best socks in the world, and I'll, I'll, I'll like die. I'll Thorlo. go to battle. I disagree. Thorlo. I I'll disagree. I'll go into battle with all day. No, best socks are um, uh, just anything that's pure merino wool. I don't want to sound like a flash Thorlo's. guy. I get Thorlo's sweaty feet. I get sweaty feet, and I need something that is going to be comfortable, but also wick away moisture and not smell, and the only option is pure merino. The thing that weirds me out about wool is I always consider wool a hot... It breathes, Thanks. man. It breathes. Oh, it's hard, it's so light. You get it's ultra so thin. No, 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 no. Ultra mm. thin, ultra fine merino. I'm like a baller. I go to the most expensive store in town to buy it, and it's expensive. Like a, a pair of socks is like thirty dollars, but um, I, like I wear them. That's all our money. Yeah, I wear them for ages, you're crazy. and they're great. Like JT, how can you say stance is better than this? You're you're off your face. Nah, I love stance. I um, shit, I've got a lot of stance socks, and I was I used to see before um, years ago when I was um, getting into basketball, all the ex-players, when people asked them what they missed, they'd be like, the socks. So before Stance Socks as like a consumer item was widely available, I, I did a lot of research to track down who made them and get a pair in New Zealand. And so maybe I was like 
always going to love them. JT, you've, JT, you've effed up big time here, mate, because you've come into my territory and you've, you've actually touched on the one thing in the world that I am almost an expert on, which is NBA socks. And okay. um, can I give you a little bit of a history lesson? So, Please. So um, for, Stance was actually only the NBA manufacturer of socks for about one to maybe two years. And um, uh, what they did controversially is for the first time ever, there was a logo on the socks, which Nike hated. So for a period of two years, Nike started making ridiculous um, versions of their low-cut shoes with really high sl um, sleeves on them. Um, so they could cover up the Stance logo. It was, it was a mental war, and Nike got furious and eventually just bought out the entire NBA contract, including the socks, and that's why Adidas players now roll their Nike socks over to hide the ticks. But, or um, rip them, right? Doesn't James Harden, like, cut them? Yeah, it cuts or, or, or just turns over the top, which is annoying because it exposes the Nike branding on the other side that says Nike Pro, and that is bright orange, but it's better than the ticks. Anyway... Um, before before Nike, which is the current supplier, and you can buy those socks just at Nike stores or on Nike.com. I don't know. I'm advertising if in Nike socks. Before that, um, they was there was starts for two seasons, and then before that, um, the company was a very uh, uh, obscure American sock manufacturer where they didn't sell the actual NBA players' socks to the general public. So I used to wear that because I always wanted NBA socks my whole life. So I bought the, the version they sold to the consumer, which were unfortunately not a high-quality sock. And the, players that the, the sock that the NBA players um, uh, like go on and on about and rave about was actually not sold to the consumers. But I, in, in my opinion, it was 90% sure it was the sock they're talking about before Stance came in as a supplier, and it wasn't sold mainstream. Yeah, okay. Well, that's, hey, that's really enlightening. And that's really, really interesting, guy. I'm so and embarrassed. I'm so I'm obsessed about socks. If you check out my Reddit account, I've tried to do many posts about NBA socks, and I've got slammed and got no upvotes every time. Well, I'm good. If I've, I've never upvoted, as you know, but this could be my... I might go back and find them. <laughs> hey, and Paul, just a quick question for you, because I don't want to... Like, I, I feel mm. like you're saying the, the brand of the sock, but not. I'm trying to capture it on a note. I, I yeah. want to look into it. How do I spell it? It's T... H O R L O S. Thorlos. So they're like, like um they're like a like legendary Thor the superhero and then lost lost without a T. Oh, yeah, 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 they're, yeah. they're, they're like they're like Thor. a legendary um Thor. American sock brand, I think probably from the it feels like they're kind of the same um, factory that grey New Balance sneakers come out of. And I, they're from somewhere like Massachusetts or something like that. And they um they just make everything from basketball to um uh, walking, and they're all just varieties of the same, super soft. Tennis. Um, yeah, soft. yeah, but the, thing, the great thing about a Thorlo is, like, if you buy, like, a traditional sock, I find, if you were still using that sock after, say, This is the longest years, sock chat. Yeah. Well, it's going to keep going. Okay, say you had that sock <laughs> for four years. It would be, like, they socks... Uh, you, you, your normal sock becomes, like, a weird, stale kind of... Yeah. But a Thorlo doesn't. It gets nicer it and nicer. It stays soft. Well, it'll eventually have holes, but it will last years and it'll never, it'll be soft. Yeah. No, I, 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 I agree with that. I'm a big Thorlo fan. I and think. Remember when, remember after Michael Jackson died what? and they started auctioning off his stuff and guy, you saw a photo of yeah. the sequin socks. Yeah. And it turned out that they were Thorlos, you claim. Yeah. The Billie Jean socks. I mean, uh, I, the Billie Jean socks that he wore when he was doing the Billie Jean moonwalk were um, just normal Thorlo like basketball running socks with sequins custom sewn on to the sleeve bit of the sock. Amazing. 
So I'm on the Thorlow site now, and this is one of the most. This is one of the greatest sites. But their product, their, their product strategy is incredible. So under sport, the top sport is pickleball. What? Yep, pickleball, and they also just have a category called cleated sport. Wow. I, I, and then they, yeah. they have a First Nation-specific um, sock, a bowling sock, and now they've branched out into face masks. Wow. Well, shout out to Thorlows. They are, in terms of athletic socks, you can't really get a better pair than them. Um, should we get on with a bit of basketball chat, eh? I want to play pickleball, whatever that is. <laughs> well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send you an image of the, the, the stock image on the... Oh my god! Oh god! The stock image is incredible. Uh, I'm just gonna send it via the group chat now. Okay. Well, that's no good for our listeners. It's time. oh yeah, sorry, listeners. Another thing I love on the um <laughs> on on the Thorlo's website. You guys are <laughs> aware that we're recording this, eh? And I know I did the longest stock chat out of anyone. But you can you can currently win a five hundred dollar shopping spree, and I hope it's Thorlo specific. <laughs> To be fair, Thorlows are quite. Like, Thorlows are like forty dollars each. Am I right, Paul? So like that only gets you like. So this is, yeah. But this is American dollars, so you know an American pair. It's a is lot of socks. Like nineteen dollars, I think. Yeah. Um, around. That's amazing. You know the American price of Thorlows as well. Well, I don't actually know that, but I, I remember thinking that while I was in the states, I was I was really buying a lot of Thorlows because I thought they're actually cheaper here than they are. You're pretty much profiting I, on those Thorlows. Even with the the um you know price the the, the currency difference. Shout out to Thorlows, shout out to Stance, shout out to the um, Australian uh, Merino Will socks that I wear. It's time for Basel Chair. It's time for the Week in Review. Week in review. Oh, shit. I've actually just put down um, uh, bloody The Last Dance. So we're just, I mean, I have been watching it. I mean, partly as research for the podcast, and I don't hate it. My criticism is just that I, it's not so far showing me anything new, and I worry that it's revisionist history all in Michael Jordan's favour. So it's not a proper documentary. It's more of an advertising exercise, which, to be fair, most of the documentaries about Michael Jordan have been, but this one is even more brushing over it. But anyway, um, there are some cool things um, that we've, uh, we've seen in it. JT, you were fascinated by the um, episode three all about Dennis Rodman, am I right? Uh, yeah, so I was a little bit disappointed they didn't spend more on Rodman's uh, childhood because pretty interesting. But yeah. the thing I the thing I d- hadn't um, well I wasn't aware of or didn't remember was that request for a few days off just to like blow off steam. Yeah, that's like, and I was thinking, is was Rodman you know like because Rodman looks, you think oh well Rodman was just ridiculous for the time people mm. couldn't handle someone like that, but I think he is just ridiculous no matter. Like, even if it was the year 3000. Yeah, totally. Like, he, yeah. You can't be a professional and just be like, oh, you know what? I think I need to, I think I need a mid-season holiday just to, like, blow some steam off, steam off in Vegas. Yeah. No, um, well, yeah, he, I actually think he's kind of sane. You know, when you think about how crazy professional sports is, how grueling an NBA career is, when you've been running up and down a basketball court for, like, 20 years and you've won multiple championships and you're on top of the world and you've got unlimited access to drugs and your girlfriend is Carmen Electra. Like, imagine how surreal his life was. But um, before that, who did he date? Did he date? He dated Madonna, right? Madonna. Like, like, his life was so mental 
that like you can you can understand like you know when people criticize Justin Bieber and they're like oh I can't believe he was racing his Ferrari or pissing into a bucket at a restaurant or whatever but like when you look at how mental Justin Bieber's life is I I actually think he's turned out I don't like him by any stitch I'm trying to go with the group think here and just be like everyone else. So I hate Justin Bieber. I actually actually love some of his music, but um, I don't like him as a person. Anyway, I'm digging myself into a hole here. The point is, Justin Bieber, I think, considering how um, unbelievable his life is, has actually turned out amazingly well-adjusted. You know, And uh, same with D- Dennis Rodman. I'm like, anyone will want a break from like going to practices f- for four years in a row with Michael Jordan yelling at you every five minutes, you know? Shit, yeah. He was a style icon. Did anyone else notice that? That like when you see photos of him, you're like, holy shit, he looks like the kind of stuff that like Travis Scott and like quite well respected rappers, like fashion rapper guys, ASAP Rocky. He looks like what they are kind of aspiring to, right? Like he genuinely has some amazing. You could fashions. say that like jo- you could say that about Jordan. Jordan definitely. Much, Jordan definitely, um, especially on court, he looked always looked amazing. Um, but then of course he obviously he dropped off a big cliff around 2001. Um, I saw a great meme of him. Um, it was a shot from the last dance of him looking at the iPad and like kind of smiling happily. And then it, it was a shot of what the iPad was and he'd Google image search um, pants that are wide as f- <laughs> 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 photos of real wide jeans. Well, um, well, yeah, I guess that was the style of the 90s as well. I love um, shots of Dennis Rodman. He, he turns up to a Bulls training like in an NBA stadium. Everyone else is wearing um, Bulls gear, obviously, because you play for the Bulls. Jordan was wearing, wearing a Chicago Blackhawks um, singlet, but basically all Bulls gear as well. But that I means Jordan. He can do whatever he wants. Rodman, Wait, where were they showing up? They were they were tra- they were, tra- they were, tra- they were tra- it was a Bulls training in a stadium like oh, a, pre- right. a pre run around or whatever. So everyone's in Bulls gear. Jordan's wearing something slightly different, but he's Jordan. He can do what he wants, and he's probably doing it for the cameras because the Blackhawks were in the playoffs or something. Um, and his singlet it was a singlet like just the Bulls ones. It just said Blackhawks instead. Um, Rodman is at the training in an American Indian white T-shirt when everyone else is wearing black, and he's wearing oh no shirt plaid pajama pants. Um, yeah, go- I can't. It's after his. What do you mean? American yeah. Indian. Well, it's just like a it's just like a t-shirt that he's clearly like he it's after he got back from Vegas and um, it looks like the pajama pants that he was just like hanging out in his hotel room in and a t-shirt that he bought from like a gift shop or something like that at the airport. He pro- I, I like to imagine that he went to the airport with no shirt on and had to buy something there, you know. Right. We don't call them Indians anymore. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I stuffed that up, eh? Well, Native American. I'm so sorry. Mm. Yeah, that's that I think I, I think actually First Nations uh, it's the preferred term. Okay, a first a first nation style shirt. I don't even know if it was. It was just it looked like a um a just some um, tourist trap shirt to be honest. Um, Maybe other... I, I, yeah. I suggest guy you might want to just um check out the First Nations collection on Thorlo.com. Uh, <laughs> that might help you. <laughs> um, other great fashion things I've noticed from Lance Dance so far. Steve Kerr looks real Lance bad. Dance. L- L- Last Dance, what's it called? He looks old. He looks older when he's in the Bulls than he does now. <laughs> That's a good point. But I mean, like when he's getting interviewed and he's he's just wearing a Golden State Warriors t-shirt and his hair's all everywhere and it's like he looks more disheveled than he ever has in his career. It's like really weird. Maybe they got him on a bad day or he's having a stressful afternoon or something. I don't know why, but Steve well, Kerr looks wasn't bizarre. That, weren't those interviews filmed when he was having like he, his back was so bad? Luke and Luke Walton was. Oh, I'm pretty sure it is. 
But I mean, even then, I mean, get one of the. Like, there's, it's a, it's a, it's a million dollar Netflix production. I mean, get, get hair and makeup just to flatten your hair down a little bit. I reckon. Um, hey, remember, yeah. remember when Luke Wal- remember when Luke Walton took over like the world's greatest team, yeah. and everyone thought he was a good coach. No, mm. I, I. This is so interesting. You brought this up. <laughs> it's so interesting. You brought this up, right? Because I remember. Luke Walton, when he moved from Golden State, where everyone was like, hey, this could be a good coach, and he moved to the Lakers, and seriously, for the first six months to a year that he was with the Lakers, everyone loved Luke Walton and wanted to be coach of the year. I'm, maybe it was just Lakers fans on Reddit, but I'm sure that for a period of time, I remember one of the players specifically said, I want to run through brick walls for him. He was briefly thought of as a great coach, but maybe I'm crazy. No, you're right, and because I remember looking up the old strength of schedule, that's when they had got off to actually not a bad start, right? Ah. Or, or they weren't doing as badly. No, they, yeah, they, had they, a, they had a terrible team, but they were like getting wins and all the Lakers were excited. Uh, yeah, and I believe it was a strength of schedule thing. Um, one of my favourite things from um, uh, Last Dance is Tex Winter, the triangle guy who like taught Phil Jackson the triangle. And they brought him in to, um, to teach the Bulls the triangle. But Doug Collins, the coach of the Bulls, didn't want to have a bar of it. And... Um, it was just quite funny hearing everyone talk about how Tex Winter would always suggest the triangle and Doug Collins just, just told him to F off and eventually had him stand off the side and do stats at practice and stuff because he hated it so much. But I just love the idea of Tex Winter like them being like the game down, like um, being down three points with 30 seconds to left with the ball and, um, and Doug Collins going like, what do you reckon we do, Michael? And Tex Winter just coming in and going, I reckon it's time to instigate the triangle. <laughs> yeah. Like, at any situation, he's like, triangle time. What's the problem? Dennis Rudman's um, um, playing up. I reckon it's triangle time. Just every time. Triangle, triangle, triangle. Awesome. Do, do you reckon he ever tried, um, like, I, don't, I didn't like cheese as a kid, so my dad would be like, oh, do you want a toasty? And I'd be like, what's on it? He'd go, oh, ingredient X. Do you reckon that guy ever was like, do you guys want to try this, uh, try this play? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, he could have just changed the name, is right? That would have, that would not have been a bad idea. Yeah, it'd be like, let's run Strike Force, and it'd be like, oh, what's that? <laughs> and it'd be like, oh, Strike Force. It's just. <laughs> I I do I do miss Doug Collins though, because in all the footage, one of my favourite things is um, Jordan hits the winning shot, and then Doug Collins just runs around the court like he's a fan with his hands in the air, and like it's oh, just yeah. it's just like regular season games, and he's just loving it. And I was just like, I, I, I wish love, an NBA um, coach now would do that. I love nothing better than a coach just um yeah lo- like yeah. Co- coaches you should be kind of mature hmm. and like stay pretty level <laughs> is the dream but when they're just like jumping around in celebration is always so funny to me yeah and and that's like, the, yeah that's the problem with modern coaches they're too boring so my perception of Doug Collins was always that he was just like uh his only save the only thing that saved his career was MJ loved him uh, and I had really like low, uh, low opinion, but he's been the MVP of the um, last dance for me so far. Yeah, well, that's that's my issue with the documentary as well. Is that like they make it sound like yeah, Jordan loved him, but like they just they fired him and moved on to Phil Jackson, and they started winning even more than they were winning before. But like it was clearly like a crazy situation to go to the Eastern Conference Finals and then fire your coach. I know it happens more and more now, and the Raptors did it two years ago and stuff like that. But like. Yeah, it People just were shocked when when the Warriors fired. Um, yeah, 
what's his name? That yeah, crazy dude. but like, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mark Jackson. Mark Jackson, yeah. <laughs> and when he's when everyone he consensus idiot, but like, um, but back in the day, back in the players the, loved him though, right? But yeah, yeah. And when Michael Jordan loved the coach, like it was it was a risky move from Cross, who who's like the villain of the show, and it's like that must have been like you know Jordan would have ripped into him for that, and um. Yeah, the documentary just like kind of goes, yeah, it was a tough decision, but we did it and it worked. You know, like it just it shouldn't have sounded that easy. But anyway, um, you were you were fascinated by Rodman, just what an amazing athlete he was. JT, you were mentioning. Uh, yeah, but I was even more fascinated by his motorbike choice on his weekend away. <laughs> like, it was such a crazy scene. Like turning up, you've you've um, secured this forty-eight hour sabbatical. Then he's like, he hits Vegas. There's like a couple of bikers waiting for him, and then jumps on the weirdest, like massive touring bike. Like, where was he going? <laughs> Cross country? It was the '90s, baby. I don't know. I don't know if that footage was um, actual footage from his Vegas sabbatical. I'm not sure. Um, pretty cool yeah. how they. Pretty cool how they interviewed Carmen Electra though, um, and um, she was like, uh, like giving insight on what it was like being in the hotel room when um, the Bulls came to get um, get him out of his sabbatical. It was kind of crazy. Yeah, haven't reached that yet, sadly. Hey, one other um, MVP from episode three. I don't know if you saw. Um, who, who was the security team? The Sniff Brothers. Oh, the yeah, the Sniff. Yeah, they called because they were jock sniffers. The Sniff Brothers. Yeah. Did you did you see the white guy that looked yeah. like a mix? Oh my god, I, this guy Paul is like <laughs> a mix of Joe Dirt and Larry Bird, but in a, in a miniature firm form. Yeah, he's, he's the weird thing is he's not he's not big, which is weird because your security assumed big, right? Who do they do security for? Jordan. Michael Jordan. And why are they sniffing things? <laughs> it's the guy's big uh, joke. The equipment manager's big joke is he calls them the Sniff Brothers and the, it doesn't pay off. Like, he goes, these are the Sniff Brothers. He's like cracking up while he's saying it. He's pointing to all the Sniff Brothers. And then um, in an interview that he does 20 years later for the Last Dance documentary, he finally reveals his big punchline <laughs> is that he calls them the Sniff Brothers because they're jock sniffers because they sniff Michael Jordan's jock because they kiss, I guess they kiss his ass because they're employed by him, right? Or something like that. I don't know. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, and when you have when you have a fifteen part documentary series, Paul, you can <laughs> afford to have like a five minute scene of this. <laughs> is it is it fifteen minutes? Uh, fifteen episodes? No, it's, uh, it's eight. I think uh, eight. Sorry, right, yeah, right, right. but too many is my point. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I did like that though. There was like again, I, I complain about not new. I definitely had not. I did not know that Jordan had five security. It makes sense, but it's a lot of security. And, and each one looks more inept than the last, which yeah. is the amazing part. None of them look. You know, when you see a rapper and they've always got the biggest dude as the security, and it makes sense because you're like, no one's going to f with that guy. But Jordan's security all look like less threatening than him. Like I think he could just cope fine by himself. Um, yeah. Um, well, yeah, Last Dance continues. Um, we don't, I don't think we spoiled much for you there, Paul. Hopefully not. Maybe you keep your ears closed anyway. Um, what else do I want to talk about this week? Oh, yeah. Um, J.A. Adonde was reporting that he reckons that Michael Jordan, I, I guess everyone's just pulling out any Jordan story they can at the moment because he's all, all, all anyone's talking about. And um, obviously um, such a big... Uh, yeah, 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 there's, there's nothing else going on. J.A. Adonde reports that uh, Michael Jordan is apparently frustrated um, at how much of a disadvantage he's at um, with franchises with deeper pockets, specifically the um, Warriors. And this is something that I've never thought about before because I'm like, the NBA has a salary cap, all the owners are basically billionaires, 
you know, it's a, it's a level playing field. You can pay 110 million or whatever the salary cap is for your team, and you can compete. But um, you know, I don't know whether it's true that MJ's frustrated, but that's what Jay Adonde's um, reporting. And I just thought that was mildly, you know, a good insight. I thought. Yeah. I thought I thought MJ had had take, reportedly taken a wave, um, like a real back seat recently. Yeah. So well, interesting. Yeah. Well, the story was you know he was getting part of the blame, but the weird thing is like when you take a back seat like Dolan, the idea is that you get in someone real competent, but he got Mitch Kupchak, who was like a famous you know the guy who he I mean he was part of the success of the Lakers, but then also ran the Lakers into the ground before Magic Johnson ran them further into the ground. You know, like, he was the guy who signed Luau Deng and... Um, who was the other guy the Lakers signed that was just, like, moronic? Um, Mozgov. He signed Mozgov to a huge deal. So I don't know I don't know why he's taking a backseat to him, but that's kind of interesting. Something's that just absolutely clicked for me. So do you remember the Barkley-Jordan feud? Because Barkley said that um, Jordan just hires his cronies, like, hires his cronies, doesn't hire anyone decent for the um, Hornets. Do you remember that? But- they had a... They, they, that's the feud. It's because Barkley like called him out for it. Well, that's weird because Jordan and Barkley are famously like great ever since the Dream Team are like really close friends, right? Yeah, but that, that, then they had a falling out when Jordan became the owner because Barkley said something on air. Yeah. But anyway, well, what I've just clicked is the Sniff Brothers. Do you reckon they've got themselves into some sort of position of power at the Hornets? May, oh, who knows? Yeah. You, you, it must be weird being Michael Jordan where just no one ever says no to you, you know? Like, he's just so respected and so loved that, like, yeah. But I, can, was, yeah. I was thinking the opposite, and maybe maybe those Sniff brothers were all, like, really highly successful, like, real-built, um, confident dudes. <laughs> and, be, and then from being friends with Michael Jordan for years, they're just broken down to, like, shells of themselves <laughs> that'll stand there getting abused by an equipment manager for, like, 45 minutes. <laughs> Um, well, that, that could be the case. But I, um, I, I think it's interesting when um, Jordan, like in the documentary, and uh, this is kind of what annoys me, is how he just always talks about how he's all about winning and everything's about winning and how he always will go the extra mile to be the greatest of all time or whatever. But then he owns a team that is just the biggest bunch of shit kickers all about losing who suck ass. But I do kind of see an excuse here that when he, who is, you know, Jordan's probably a billionaire or very close to having $1 billion, is competing against Barmer, who has $30 billion, you know, like it is actually still not like a, a, a level playing field. It kind of makes me sad to think that um, uh, basketball <laughs> might be a little bit like, you know, European soccer, where there's such a big disparity, disparity between teams. I feel like he's making excuses a little bit. Like, mm. if... If, like you can use your money better. Like he's currently got seventy six million dollars <laughs> going to Nick Batum, <laughs> Terry Rozier, Bismack Biombo, and Cody Zeller. Yeah. Like that's that's most of your cap going to those those four guys. Yeah. 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 Get a grip, mate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. And, and 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 like there are like the Spurs. I don't know how rich their ownerships are, but there's a lot of old money owners who aren't like new Silicon Valley billionaires who have got tight budgets, but it is sad when you see teams like the Bucks, like losing young talent to stay or, or, or OKC, is, you know? Well, I think the bigger disadvantage is just your city. Like, people always talk about yeah, the big market, market yeah. little market, and, but I don't even think it's just that. I think, like, you know, Milwaukee's got a disadvantage because it's like, do you want... Like, if you could live in Milwaukee or L.A., yeah. 
like I'd personally rather live in LA probably. Especially just recently, like in the last two years, Milwaukee's had major racism issues with like them locking um, NBA like Bucks players into jewelry stores and stuff because they're worried mm. they're gonna rob stuff. Like it's like Imagine be Imagine being the Pistons and come free agency being like Oh, come <laughs> come live in Detroit. <laughs> Yeah, we built a new stadium. No one comes <laughs> to the game, but yeah, it's flash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the other thing that um, I th- I saw uh, redditors that were commenting on. So I mean, take it with a grain of salt, but um, people were talking about um, research and development, analytics and training is obviously a big thing. And someone used the example of the Nets, who um, like were terrible for years, didn't have a G League team, no scouting, no development, and as soon as um, you know, Prokhorov and the ownership they have now come in and just get get them sorted in that department. All of a sudden, they start rocketing in the right direction, even after they traded away all their draft picks. You know, like like that Maury style of like developing, and the the Raptors obviously are the perfect example of developing through um, uh, research and, and scouting and low draft picks. Oh, sorry, high draft pick. Uh, no, low. Wait, that's so weird. You say a high draft pick is actually a low draft pick, and a low draft pick is a high draft. Anyway. Um, yeah, stuff like that is kind of important too, and I guess maybe Jordan can't really. I think JT's left. JT? No, I'm here. I just didn't want to interrupt that um, that fascinating discussion. Of <laughs> I, heard a door. I heard a door close. Oh no, that was that was my wife just peeping in. Oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> Disobeying the rules. Hey, I'm um, just left for a bit there. One stray observation though: Jimmy Butler says exactly the same things as Michael Jordan, but people don't believe it. But yeah. like. I feel like it's exactly Jimmy Butler's just copied the exact same playbook. Yeah, and and Kobe did too, and LeBron does a little bit as well. Like they all do. A real giveaway is when they talk about the game of basketball, which I'm sure, <laughs> which I'm sure is the quote that Michael Jordan made up, and they all say the game of basketball. I just love the game of basketball. I want to win at the game of basketball, doing everything to win. Yeah, yeah. Jimmy Butler. You hear he bought basketball hoops for all his teammates because they didn't have teammates. They didn't have hoops during the lockdown. That's kind of crazy, eh? Yeah. What a nice guy. Also, but crazy, you wouldn't have a hoop. Well, you, you do assume that um, Trace, uh, Tracy McGrady said, like, you're an NBA player, like you go to the team facility, you go to every day a yeah. local a local gym, so it, you don't need one. But, yeah. And lots live in apartments, yeah. right? Like even someone, even yeah. Embiid, who's got who's got a big contract, is still in an apartment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I would as well. I'd, I'd, anyway, I don't know why I'm saying if I was an NBA player, I'd, I'd choose to live in an apartment. That's a, a weird view from me. Um, LA, uh, LA. When will VR get good enough that you can practice with VR in your apartment? Um, oh, yeah. Moments away. No, I don't <laughs> think it's a question. Of, I don't think it's a question of VR. It would be the physics, right? Because it's the whole issue with um, what's that thing in cricket with the LB virtual ball when they want LBWs, like Hawkeye. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So yeah. it's it, it's the it's the it's not so much it's the ability to um have the prediction of the physics of the ball at that stage so mm. it would be the amount of sensors and cameras you'd need to accurately judge the physics of your virtual ball i guess yeah based on your hand does that make sense does, i'm not sure that makes sense well, but i think that's the limiter it sounds crazy but then i don't i'm an idiot who doesn't understand anything um uh but like um, tennis always amazes me, and that because I was thinking basketball, the problem is backspin. But then I was like, tennis has backspin, and they obviously trust that technology to the hilt, right? 
This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Yeah, true. It's pretty amazing. Like that tennis technology, I don't know how it works, but I'm like, if people have lost faith in vaccines because they don't have like education well then how do they watch tennis where they're like i guess it's maybe it's been around for a while eh? that technology the other yeah. technology that blows my mind sunscreen <laughs> when did they invent that because that's futuristic as hell yeah i'm not i don't want to throw this conspiracy theory out but there's questions about sunscreen now right doing about what? it's not... about its, no, its efficacy like how how um effective it is i thought the problem was it was bleaching color color yeah but like yeah jt like we've done research ourselves like you you go out with sunscreen and you're fine you go out without sunscreen you get burnt to hell or if you put it all over your body but you can't reach your back and then you've just got this weird burn patch in the middle of your back with like your fingerprints going into it where (laughs) the sunscreen was true like newton's bloody apple there well that's yeah that's one thing that we can actually get our hands around um did you guys see the lakers um, got the um, they're 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 valued at three point five billion dollars by Forbes, and uh, not that I really trust that rating, but you know, like they're worth at least, if the Clippers are worth two, then the Lakers are worth at least four probably. Um, uh, they 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 got the small business um, uh, relief loan for the co- coronavirus, uh, which is pretty crazy. Good for them. That is crazy. No, not good for them. They had to give it back. Like that's it's for small businesses, JT, not for multi-billion dollar basketball teams. Yeah, you don't ask, you don't get. <laughs> so wait, ma- they had to give it back. No, 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 they gave it back because they're afraid of like the negative PR because it's like three point seven million dollars. That's you know most a lot of small businesses are complaining they missed out. How would you feel if the bloody LA Lakers like people hate that? Yeah, yeah, well, it's weird to do it and then and then be like, uh oh. Uh, yeah, I think like, a lot, yeah, a lot of companies like we've been caught. Yeah, yeah, a lot of companies thought they were going to get away with it without anyone finding out. Yeah, right. Um, hilariously wow. in New Zealand the um, taxpayers union did it the the union that um, it's just a lobby group mainly for tobacco um, and alcohol tax but they um, they just constantly harass the government about like payouts and stuff like that and then they themselves which is basically just one guy got nine people on the um, government furlong scheme. it's crazy but anyway um, it, it, one thing that interested me about this I looked at the Forbes rankings and it claims that um, New York Knicks, they must be bullshit. The Knicks are more valuable than the Lakers? Surely not. Even if they're in New York, surely not. Mm, I don't know. Uh, I believe that. Like the Lakers are like I kinda a worldwide don't. team. I don't believe it. Yeah. The if, Lakers have 20 ask... championships and the Knicks have two but, or one. But, is it, but isn't the valuation not just on the team and the brand, but it's on the, it'll be on the assets owned by the Knicks? Like the, so the... The next club owns Madison Square Garden, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, nah, that can't be right, though, because then you'd go like, well, then you know, do the, do the, do the um, Clippers include the assets owned by Steve Barmer, right? Like, I don't know. It's got to be just the team by itself and not the... Yeah, the Knicks can't be that. I, I, the, the reason I, the other thing is bullshit is because I refuse to believe that the Dallas Cowboys are worth, are worth more than Barcelona. 
like they always the Dallas Cowboys always come out number one or the or the New York Yankees. And I'm like Yankees maybe, but Cowboys like Barcelona is a worldwide brand that's loved in Africa, um, you know, through China, even India. Whereas the Cowboys are really only America, and that's it. Yeah, I I agree that I find the the rankings of football teams, American football teams surely aren't real like they're huge and they dominate america but it's not like like no one in russia cares about the dallas cowboys yeah no one in china cares about it right yeah that's why i think that's why like most of the world is china pretty much (laughs) not not most of the world is china and (laughs) but most of the but most of the consumables are consumed still in america yeah but when you're valuing Mm, when you're when you're valuing a brand though it's like I read, everyone knows Barcelona, not everyone knows the Dallas Cowboys. Or maybe... Uh, I read an article, JT, what are you 19% think? of the so, world is China. <laughs> and I'm, I don't dispute that article, but let's put it this way. So there are 300 and whatever, 50 million people in the States, right? So that's that's larger in population than... And they're the richest country by, by a big margin. And so that's bigger than the whole custom base of Europe. And so I, I would... I would guess they have the same purchasing power as Africa and China combined purchasing power. And I, I bet you, when I was in America, I didn't see a single Barcelona shirt. Yeah, I did see a lot of Cowboys merch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, true. But where like, is this? It's, it's, it's oh, in Texas. He was in Texas. Oh right. <laughs> no, I thought he was saying Africa. I was like, that's crazy. Yeah, I just, I, I'm just like, I'm just like, Barcelona is everywhere. And when you're valuing the brand, you take into account that like, China is coming up pretty quick. And yeah, China's not... two in richest countries. Yeah, I don't know. And when you combine that with the fact that ninety percent of the world is China, <laughs> you can't well, argue actually, with that in- stats. Interestingly, Paul, though, you raise a great point. Now, I saw a couple of years ago a thing how the NBA, as of like 2012, around then, I think they started outpacing all the other major codes in America for team valuations. Mm. And that, that was on the back of the Chinese interest. Wow. Who, who was that yeah, team? Right. Sorry, who was that team? That, nah, so all of the NBA, like if you yeah. average, I think it's the combined value of all the teams, or it must be average because there's less teams. Mm. They it, the, the NBA starts spiking up and it, like it outstrips, it's outstripped NHL and NFL mm. and baseball. Yeah. Yeah, you've you've got to say that surely, in China, the like who's the who's currently the worst team in the NBA? Do we know that? Uh, this guess. I my, I immediately thought Sacramento Kings. I'm like they're not that bad. The worst team is either the Knicks. Surely, surely the East. Knicks. I think it's the Cavaliers. Nineteen Cavs. wins. No, the Warriors. But let's be real, it's not the Warriors. That's unbelievable that the Warriors tank to very last. Man, I hope they don't get the number one pick. It's the T-Wolves or the Cavs. I'm going to go with the Cavs. Um, so the, think the about Knicks how much Cavaliers merch there'd be in, in, uh, in the world opposed to the worst team. Oh, look, the NFL standings don't even come up when you Google NFL standings. Um, yeah, the worst team would be like the um, Los Angeles Chargers or the, well, they're not the worst in the standings, but like the, the least marketable, the least team that people care about. Um, oh, I reckon there'd be worse teams than that. Yeah, Tennessee no Titans. No one wants the Jackson, Jacksonville Jaguars 
Love Jersey? the Jaguars. Oi, brief, brief football chat for a minute, because I was just trying to think of the worst teams, and I, the team that came to my mind was actually a team that's not that bad and they actually won a Super Bowl a few years ago. Maybe it was like 10 years ago. But the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the greatest play, player of all time. JT, you're kind of into football, eh? Uh... Yeah, a little bit. Mate, when uh, you got back from America, you said you're a huge fan. Yeah, that subsided. It subsided, yeah, I knew it would. And you, you had an argument about football being a good sport, and you were like, it's great. And I was like, it's shit. And I guess... now, my, my argument was, um, it wasn't so much an argument, it was an admission I was wrong. Like, I, I hate the head injury stuff, so okay. I was like, I'll, I'll never watch football again, it's gross. And then we, whenever we'd go out to bars... Um, we'd you know obviously watch whatever's on, and I got hugely into it for like two weeks. Ah, okay. It's I, really I good. Enjoy, I I do enjoy it watching it. No, it's the game. The game's too long and too many stoppages. That's my opinion. Anyway, this interests me. Tom Brady, right? I hate him, but he is like probably the greatest football player of all time, or at least of his generation, right? He mm. has left his team of that whole period. The oh, this got an NBA link, so hear me out. He, I mean, we did 10 minutes of socks chat, so not what we care about, the hat. But um, he left, <laughs> he mutually agreed to separate with Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots. He's played with them I his mean, whole they, career. They, they cut him, right? Uh, not really. They just like kind of like he wanted to start and they no, wanted to move nah, him down. I, I no, reckon it was a, it was a goal they were, shake. They were getting rid of it. They didn't want him okay, to start. Okay, you know, okay, okay, okay. But okay. then they say, we... we we want to do this right, so it's a mutual... Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, whatever happened, whatever happened, though, he's now... No, let's ta- say what happened. <laughs> nah, no, okay. He went to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And can yes. I just say that my opinion is that both Tom Brady... Super and, team with Jameis Winston. And, no, no, they cut Jameis Winston to double, fit him on. Double quarterback. Oh, surely not. <laughs> Has anyone ever done two quarterbacks on at the same time? <laughs> And then the guy um, huts it back through his legs, and it's like, which Man. side is he going to hut it to? That's such a good idea. Yeah. You'd have to, you'd, defenses would be scrambling constantly. <laughs> you could probably do it, like, just make your running back a quarterback. Like, there's no rule. If there's, if, if there's no rule against yeah, a dog playing put, basketball, Jameis, there's no rule against a, a, a two quarterback. Am I right in thinking Jameis Winston could run like he's real big? Put him as the running back and then do heaps of plays where you do handoffs and then it's actually a throwing play. But would they not be, it seems to be, expect, like, what's the advantage of just throwing to, like, what's the advantage of having two quarterbacks there? You're not going to pass it between quarterbacks, really. So so it's just the you same should. situation. I, I always just don't understand why they don't do more. Like, and I know people will say, oh, they drop it and stuff. It's like, practice catching, yeah, do I more agree. laterals. Yeah, agree. There could be such cool backline moves if they did that. We've got, we've got a lot, it's, yeah. It's weird. It's which is weird watching a sport where you didn't grow up playing it. Yeah. You don't really understand it, but it just seems like there's so much room to innovate. Yeah. And you just you just can't get your head around why they do things certain ways where you're like, why don't they do that? Why don't they do that? My, my... I'll never forget Madden 2004 building my own playbook <laughs> and playing guy, and he was dubious of my playbook. Yeah. <laughs> And it was incredible. I got destroyed. It was bizarre. Like, I what? Yeah, you'd like, I'd hut it back, and then all my players, including the quarterback, <laughs> would start running to the right of the field. And um, <laughs> meanwhile, the receiver from the right side would start hitting left. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. Like, the, the blocking line and everyone. He, was would, like he, would, he would do full team moves. And I used to do that in men as well, but I would just do, like, you just go for a punt. And then just throw it on, throw it, do a punt fake every time, and like no one can handle your big ass defense. Anyway, um, my point with Tom Brady is this: 
it's bad for both Tom Brady and the Patriots for him to be leaving. And you've got to learn this from an NBA, an NBA, just hear me out. You'll learn this from yeah. an NBA context, all right? Jordan and the Bulls, D Wade and the Heat, Allen Iverson and the Sixers, Drexler and the Blazers, Elijah Wan and the Rockets, Karl Malone and the Jazz. In almost every example, it's been a mistake for that veteran player to leave and not just finish his contract and just die out like Kobe did with the Lakers. It's so much of a better idea just to do that because it's Why not. Why is it better for the team? Because yeah, but I think Paul's right. It wasn't an option. No, no, no. But my, my, my point is, is the team, when they lose their GOAT player, they never do well. The only example of a team doing well when they lose, the, when they trade away or get rid of their GOAT player is the Ewing effect, the, the famous Celtics, Bill Simmons. Currently? P Patrick Ewing. No, just hear me out. Patrick Ewing and the... No, that was a weird case where Kyrie... They weren't... Kyrie's not a Celtics legend. Patrick Ewing. No, no, no. Like, they're big three. They traded them. Oh no, but they were all washed up. They were all washed up, and, they, and again, not really the same yeah, thing. Brady's washed. I'm, Brady's I'm, I'm talking, Paul. What I'm talking about here, Paul, is lifelong players. Like the the Patriots are the are Brady, and Brady is the Patriots. Patrick Ewing was the same situation in New York, and the Knicks made the finals, but that was a lockout year, and they were the eighth mm -hmm. seed, and they overset number one. And it, like Iverson and the Sixers, right? They trade away Iverson, they ruin the whole city of Philadelphia, and the Sixers suck for ten years and have to tank after that anyway. Like, the, the teams don't recover. Um, D-Wade in the heat, they send to the Bulls and then beg for him back two years later, you know? Like, it's like... I know. I think they did that mistake. genius. They avoided paying Dwayne No, heat, they didn't. But they still got the legacy. He was... The reason he left was because they weren't Paul, you're not just arguing argue, argue, argue the point. Elijah Wan and the Rockets, right? It, it's pathetic seeing Hakeem Elijah Wan play for the Houston Rockets. The point is, it doesn't go well. In not many examples has it gone well for the team. And it, it, it always goes bad I for reckon, the player as well. I think if you look through history, there'll be plenty of good examples. I can't really think of any, but of a team with an iconic player trading him right before he's completely washed and nah. getting something back for him. Nah. And you've got to remember, Paul, this isn't an iconic player, right? This isn't even Iverson at the Sixers. This is the greatest player of all time. The Patriots were a joke yeah. before Belichick and Brady. And to yeah, cut him Belichick off coldly is, is so sad. Tom Brady is the greatest of all time. It's tragic. Yeah, it's tragic for Brady, but I my prediction is the Patriots will be fine. No. Jarrett at him or whatever is gonna like it's I think it's Bill it's more an organization and it's Billichick. JT, anyway, we'll no see. way, it's Brady. He's the greatest of all time. JT, what do you think? Uh I've got to be honest, I'm siding with Paul on this. I'm I'm no. Paul sounding like Jerry Krause and I love it. Okay, I asked you for your opinion and it was disagreeing with me, so I'm cutting you off. Now um you guys go find examples of teams that have separated with their franchise superstar and it turning out well. But I there's only the only NBA example I can think of is the Ewing and I don't think that counts. That's Paul, Paul Pierce, Boston Celtics. Um you, I remember you I remember you saying this once, guy. You said like no, 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 would okay. you rather um, yeah, how do you re how do you rebuild from a team? And I use three examples. Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, I compared. It was it was um, the three options were, um, Tim, were Tim Duncan Kobe and the Spurs, the Kobe and the Lakers, or um, Iverson and the Sixers. Yeah, and yeah. I concluded. But I, that, I, I, yeah. I would argue the Lakers would have been better off if they had got rid of Kobe. No, yeah, they would have. No, no, you guys are being <laughs> like Kobe. you don't understand. They've been they've been bad. No, no, no. Yeah, they were horrible. They were terrible <laughs> for like three years. 
No, 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 no. But, more but, than that. No, 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 no. But like Kobe is a legend for life. It's building the brand. It's like, why did the Lakers not just keep the $3.8 million? Why did they return it? Because yeah. it makes a legend of the team and it makes a legend of the players. Laker for life. It's like everyone loves Dirk Nowitzki. Dirk Nowitzki should have been traded five years before he retired from the Mavs, but you don't because it's the narrative. And to do this to Tom Brady, the legendary servant, um, is just a disgrace, I think. But yeah, you guys are thinking with your heads. I'm thinking with my heart, and I'm saying there's no examples. Use your heads, do some research, and you won't be able to find an example, I reckon. So I did some research, um, but, but I quickly went off... Uh, off topic on my research. Okay. So I googled I googled Tampa Bay, and the first like hundred photos nothing to do with football. That's fine. And then my eyes my eyes spotted a little a little flash of green on the screen, and I clicked on it, and it is a a football uniform for a team called the the Tampa Bay Vipers, and it, I, I Paul you know how you've got an, a strong interest in designing basketball jerseys mm-hmm. this could be some real inspiration to you this is a head to toe uh snake skin uh, <laughs> got, going from a forest green boot to a gold top and the helmet is like this this face and skull of a snake with its jaws open revealing the face of the player so good and so and this is a team for the xfl i got very excited i need to learn that the xfl was only around for two years and is now defunct no, it came back this year, and then Corona Did happened. It? Yeah, it came back this year. Oh, no. And Corona hit it again, and I think it's defunct again. God, <laughs> just as I was getting on the Tampa Bay Viper trip. Yeah, um, RIP the XFL. Um, JT, you had a quick hypothetical for us? Oh, man. Oh, yeah, the so... I, the the I, Brady I, situation, I'll just say, <laughs> I compare it to Tony Parker where my guess of what happened would be, because they didn't get anything for Tom Brady. Are you comparing Tom Brady. Brady to Tony Parker? Tom well, Brady, well, in, it's like in this situation, Tom Brady is Tim Duncan. He's not Tony yeah, Parker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 but in, no, Tim, because Tim Duncan retired a spur. Yeah, He's a, that's what I'm saying. That's what, that's what so, No, no, Brady they're not comparable in that, but they're, they're comparable in that, like, retrospectively... Tony Parker should have retired a spur as well, like Ginobili and Duncan. But he wanted to keep playing as a start, as a well, maybe not yeah. even this. So they mutually, mutually as a key piece. Yeah. So they, so I don't think you can be fully mad at the Patriots because they didn't. I don't think they traded him and got anything for him or anything. Yeah. Like no. What so, if, what if, so clearly, what, if Brady... what I'd say would have happened would they've been like, we'd love you to stay and be a part of the organization. You won't be the starting quarterback. Yeah. Um, no, I, I agree, but you can't you do that to that? Patriots. You... you can't do that to Tom Brady. You can't do that to Kobe Bryant. You can't do that to Dirk Nowitzki. You can't do you that can. to Michael Jordan. You can do it. You the, the, can. Jordan what should have gone down with the Bulls. And I, I think it just, in a way, and, and, and you wait. You watch next year when the, um, the Patriots are mediocre because they've got no superstar quarterback who keep them afloat for like for the last five years. And they'll I think go, they'll be I better wish... than they w- I think they'll be better than they were the year before with Brady, and I don't. No way! Before, but... No way! This year they like made like didn't they? Go, like they were they were like one went away from the Super Bowl again. Like they almost did it this year. Um, quick question. Maybe question, if they had right? a better quarterback, they could have made it. What would happen if Brady didn't win every year? Was like, oh, I'm going to do one more year till he was like 75. That's I'm, I'm like you go down the toilet. That's what Kobe Bryant did, and you do it. And my point is, so there's no limit. There's no term limit. 
Um, no, well, eventually your team has to like force his hand and go, all right, mate. And I mean, next year might be his last year. My point is you've got to honour your legends and go out with them because the times when teams cut the legends, i.e. Iverson and the Sixers, the team regrets it as well. That's my theory. Okay. Elijah Wan and the Rockets. Okay. Um, I don't think that... Um, can I just go back? I don't think the Patriots did well last season. They did. They they were they were deep in the playoffs. You figure that out, JT. No, they us. lost first round. They lost first round. Did they? Yeah. You sure? How the how the Kansas go? Kansas City won. Uh, New England lost in the first round to Tennessee. Okay. All right. Only only scored thirteen points. Okay. Well, I guarantee they won't do better. It's not worth them stabbing the greatest player of all time in the back. And um, I don't like Tom Brady. I don't like the you're, Patriots. You're but guaranteeing so. they won't do better. I'm guaranteeing they don't. They won't do better. Yeah. And they'll, I don't know they'll about regret football, us. but I reckon they do. I no. think they do better. No way. Um, okay. Um, JT, you hit us with your hypothetical. Uh, yeah. No, it was just uh, on the back of Draymond's recent comments on Up and Smoke. Uh, great podcast, by the way. Uh, we don't promote. Other we don't podcasts, promote other so podcasts, we... mate. That's a huge mistake. Oh. I used to beep out the names when I did the editing. <laughs> And it was actually called All in Smoke, not Up in Smoke. That's no, don't it. correct yourself. Oh, sorry. No. Okay. It's called oh, Up okay. in Smoke. And it's actually available okay. on Stitcher Premium. No, don't tell them where it's available. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. I didn't know. Right, but anyway, Draymond was um, he was firing back at Chuck, who then fired back and said, uh, he, as in Draymond, is the worst member of the boy band who doesn't realize he's standing next to Timberlake. <laughs> When yeah. the girls are throwing panties at his head, he's going to get hit by some drive-by panties. <laughs> but they're really meant for Timberlake, which is, I thought, a great a great line. Great but analogy, my hypothet- yeah. My hypothetical was, if you were in charge of the Warriors and you could only have Clay Thompson or Draymond for the years of 15 to whenever the last season was, 17, Ooh. 18. Because to me, this is so straightforward, but I'm keen to hear what you guys would do. Uh, Clay here's the thing, I love Draymond, Draymond Green. Pardon? Yeah. yeah, so the question is, who would you rather have, Clay or Draymond? Yeah, but Clay specifically Mond. for those three years. Not now. Um, I, uh, here's the thing, I love Draymond, and I, I think I don't like the disrespect that, he's, that he gets, and uh, I do think he gets disrespected online and by Charles Barkley and, and other people who always act like he's just some guy who's had a free ride on um you know writing on but i think history will look back fondly on draymond and come you know when the these warriors get their last dance doco people will be talking about how much they love like i think draymond will shine in that and people will be talking about how they always loved his competitive um drive and and his the way he talks and whatnot but um i think i'd go clay um oh wow yeah, um, I, I, I probably it's it's a real tough call, eh? But because um, you're complimenting Steph, um, I think for the Warriors they need Claymore because they actually believe it or not, considering who the team is, especially without Durant, they don't have much um, actually much three point shooting. Like they rely so much on having two of the greatest shooters of all time. And Clay is also good because he's a really good perimeter. D- he's like the he's like the best three and D player of all time. It's really tough. It is tough. Yeah, though, it's, a cra- it's a crazy hypothetical. Like, it's really tough. I'd probably go Draymond to is like Draymond is the kind of fiery heart of the team. You know, I feel like it, I feel like it's Draymond. Like you have to change. You, you'd never get someone as good as yeah, I agree, guy. You'd never get. He's the perfect three and D player. 
you never quite replace him, but his skills are more replaceable in one I, player yeah. than they are Draymond. The more the longer I think about it, the more I am coming round to that. That like if you had like a um yeah. It's a nice to change everything. JT, do you, you do you do you think that Dra- do you think it's it was obviously Draymond? Is that what you thought? I thought it was more obvious before I looked, went on Basketball Reference and looked up all the advanced stats, and they're actually pretty even. Like I, I had probably underrated how how good it is to have a a big like an oversized guard slash small forward that's mm. such a good perimeter defender. Mm. Like that that that's super underrated, and I guess I was trying to think of comparables. And Robert Covington was wasn't that highly rated in 2015. Like that's probably the sort of person you could get. And I feel like that's a more common skill set, just not in the elite package, but then it is a Draymond. Like he's basically the small ball, invented the small ball center slash facilitator, right? Like no one. Yeah. Here's my question. Who guarded um, uh, LeBron back when they were battling? Like, was it Draymond or was it Clay? I can't remember. Or did they they switch up? It it was a, yeah, switch. And then I think, but it was usually Draymond that he was posting on. So I guess it was just a switch. Didn't even, didn't Iguodala do some as well? Yeah, Iguodala. Oh, for, that, for, that, nah, for that first final, that's why he got that MVP. Damn. All right. Well, um, that, yeah, that's an interesting hypothetical. And it's time, right about that time, for Paul's magic segment. It's called Magic Mayhem for the stars to roll on out. Pure magic. I uh, I haven't done a lot of research this week because I think you guys have some stuff you want to talk about that's magic related. Oh yeah. JT, in the in the chat you were bringing up uh, Vucevic's rebounding. <laughs> oh yeah, I wish I could remember that stat, but I'd love. I, I will bring. If you guys can fill in time, I can. According I'll bring according to JT, Vucevic is like better at rebounding than like Wilt Chamberlain or some bullshit. And um, uh, all no, I can that's say, not what it was, guy. Or like it was it was some trash stat where like Vucevic was like should be like MVP behind Giannis or something. I don't know. I can't remember. But when I saw it, I was just like, okay. Well, while JT's researching that guy, I think you wanted to talk about. Aaron Gordon's Oh, well, Aaron Gordon, we, we talked about releasing a music video the other day. He's since in quarantine released a, a, a diss track, but a very mild diss track against um, D. Wade. And you can tell that Aaron Gordon is still really hurting after the dunk contest loss, which reaffirms my strong belief that he needs to go in one more time next year to get revenge. Like, it's his, it's his last dance, really, when you think about it, especially when you're a Magic player and not going to have any success on the court. Um, yeah, it's all about this dunk contest. Not true. And um, I was I actually watched him today. He uh, he did a he went live on Instagram while I was looking at Instagram. So I, I checked in and it was him getting interviewed by two guys I didn't know who they were, possibly football players. But anyway, and he um, he said something that I found interesting while I was watching, which was, you know, the Magic were looking like they were were possibly going to be like the seventh seed, and they were really looking forward to playing um, the Raptors, and he was saying how much he was, you know, that was going to be such a better match because you know how I was quite scared of the Raptors. Yeah. Um, 
he was saying it was such a better matchup than the Bucks, who were a real bogey <laughs> team for us, and and obviously the one seed. They're a bogey team for but, everyone. Um, They're the best team but, in the NBA. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I know, but I just I kind of don't have faith in them. But no, 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 no neither, 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 neither do I. They would so, yeah. The vibe was that the, the team was so much keener to play. Um, and it is, I think, partly because the the Bucks are such a bogey team. But but shout out to Aaron Gordon's for the Raptors. Shout out to Aaron Gordon's rapping though. Um, it, 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 I don't know if that was in his house, but it looks like his house has a um a galaxy ceiling and a um a, ze- a zebra skin um wall. I think he's the best NBA rapper of all time. No, but he's Who's not. He, he's not completely embarrassing. Well, Damian Lillard is. I thought one. that for a second, and then I I listened to Dame. Dame's song and it sounded like Imagine Dragons. <laughs> I listened to like his that's first song. Quite a, that's quite a good diss. Bro, you sound like Imagine Dragons. It's like the ultimate. Man, there's some um, bands out there. Right? I found, Do you even I know? No, can I say this for a second though? There's some bands out there that make you embarrassed to be white. And Imagine Dragons is what, just the name. And don't get me wrong, I'd listen to an Imagine Dragons song and probably quite enjoy it but like i was just today i was looking i was listening to that song drops of jupiter which i quite enjoy hey 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 from like 2002 or whatever but the band train is still releasing music and it's like maroon five it's wait, just like it's wait it did you listen shame. to a train song yeah did you dro- listen to a train song that that wasn't their one famous song yeah yeah, yeah. No, no 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 well no no they've got actually multiple hits so they they blew up with drops yeah. of jupiter but then um, a few years ago, they that was had obviously it. before I was alive. And then they had, hey, so <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that song's the worst song. Ain't that Mr. Mr. When I worked in radio, that was on there. And oh, God, that song haunted me. Um, but nah, um, this song, bro, um, is a good song. Um, Drops song of Jupiter bro. in her hair. Hey, 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 hey. JT, back me up. Drops of Jupiter. Hell of a song. Yeah, no, I'm not really a big music buff. Now, what about you? I thought you were into like Southern Atlanta trap music or something. Uh, Yeah, but that's not Train. (laughs) Yeah, I I genuinely have no idea what Train is or Drops of Jupiter. No, you would know it. No one knows Jupiter. It's a very famous song. If you if you heard it, you'd know it. Deep Cut. No, it's not Deep (laughs) Cut. It's a well-known song. um, JT, you hit us with your stat, and I'll look up Drops of Jupiter. Yeah, let's get back. Let's get back to Magic Mayhem. Yeah. Uh, Is it? Yeah, uh, so, okay, so the statistic is uh, total rebound percent. Yeah. All-time NBA, all-time leader, Andre Drummond. Second is Dennis Rodman. Coming in at 17, now, this is all-time. Sorry, Sorry drops of Jupiter is, just came in real loud. Yeah, keep on going. <laughs> is the Vichy man. Number 17, Nikola Vucevic, and that is one position higher than Tim Duncan. That Can is, I ask, what, is, what does it mean, rebound percentage? Is it the amount of... Rebounds in the game that you get. Uh, so it's it's um uh it's a percentage of the overall rebound that team, the game. Yeah, in that oh, game. Yeah, yeah. So if your team gets fifty rebounds and you get twenty five, you'd have a fifty percent rebound percentage. Exactly. So it's good that it, it allows for like whether your team. Yeah, yeah. it's more fair because if your team. So if your team's traffic traffic rebounding, you get a good percentage. I don't love the stat. Yeah, I don't love that. Mate, any you stat, that, any, stat nah. that, any stat that Nikola Vucevic is going to be doing no. well at is going to be bad. Vucevic is is has always been like rebounding has always been a real strength. I'll never forget uh, in 2012, um, the first year with 
no Dwight Howard after the Dwight Mere. Uh, <laughs> we're playing the Miami Heat, and Nick Vucevic grabs 29 rebounds in his first year for the Orlando Magic, his second year in the league, I think. Yeah. He grabs 29 rebounds, and something Dwight Howard never achieved with the team. Yeah, but Dwight and Howard achieved thinking, success, and Vucevic hasn't. Dw- Dwight hey. Howard is a punk. Put some respect on Dwight Howard's name. I mean, don't get me wrong. If you're a Magic fan, you've got a lot of animosity towards Dwight Howard and Shaquille O'Neal and all those guys. But, you mean, Dwight Howard is, is some of the glory years with that guy. He's an idiot, but he's your idiot, you know? Nah, he's with Charlotte or whoever he plays for now. The Lakers. <laughs> the Lakers, yeah. He's, 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 mate, he's, um, he's going for a race. Amazingly... Amazingly, so he never achieved. Uh, I was looking at the re- the rebounding stats. Oh, I've lost them now. What the hell? Um, I was looking at the single game rebounding stats, and Dwight Howard is actually there at number twelve because he got thirty rebounds, but he got the thirty rebounds for Charlotte, which is kind of crazy. Like he must have been like forty-five years old. Um, yeah. Um, so JT, you, you, I'm sorry we decimated your um, stat there though, but J, but Vucevic, hell of a rebounder. Yeah, that's fine. I'm feeling quite despondent about my stat now. Yeah, you should be. Don't really want to talk about it. But <laughs> well, it's a good one. Also, we, looking we, at this, yeah. looking at this um, list of the single game rebounds though, like man, Rodman is crazy. Like every third name is Dennis Rodman. Yeah, on but, this list. Yeah, but the, he was a rebound special. Oh, he was a defender as well, but like. It was kind of his specialty. He's, he's the greatest rebounder of all time, which, I mean, yeah, kind of makes sense. Um, also, Charles, Charles Oakley has the record, 35 rebounds in a game, and Charles Barkley is on fourth with 33. So Charles, obviously, big name. pretty good name when big it comes name for to rebounds. rebounding. Um, did, you guys, did you guys hear that Steve Kerr said um, it feels like the end of the season? Like, Steve Kerr, you don't get to make that call. Like you'd, of course, no, but the it, end it, of the season was for them was quite a while. ago. It Was like right? game one of like the season when they were like <laughs> Steph Curry got injured and they're like, oh, that's the end of our season. It just seemed like a, a bit of a dick thing to do. Like I, I get it that the bad teams are like, hey, let's wrap this up and look forward to next year when all our players come back. But like, like shivers, the Bucks don't want to hear it's the end of the season. The Lakers don't want to hear it's the end of well, the season. I, also, I was thinking about a while ago. We I I asked what, who this hurt the most. Yeah. And we kind of agreed it was the Lakers. Yeah. But the more I, I keep thinking about that, it stuck with me. And because I had a theory that there were that, well, it's not really a theory, but it feels like a lot of teams now almost go through the regular season in coast mode. Yeah. And then come playoff time, they're like, it's time. This is the season. It's why we need it's relegation in the NBA. It's why we need a, yes. to change up the conferences. Yes. Well, I, so I'm talking Milwaukee. Like it felt like Giannis was playing like yeah. ten minutes a game. Yeah. Um. The Raptors seem to like like they also I think had genuine injuries, but you know they seem yeah. to never have like half their team playing. And the Clippers, it seemed like we're experimenting like, and yeah. Yeah. Like, but the one team who kind of really wasn't was the Lakers, who were had a team of. Um, 60-year-olds going 100% all the time. Yeah. And so, like, I think part of my reason I, I wasn't really thinking the Lakers were that much of a threat yeah. was I was like, come playoff time, they're just they're going to be spent. They're going to be um, so old and tired and, you know, they've been going yeah. 100. So part of me now is like, maybe it's not the end of the world if they come back 
with a mini playoffs instead. Oh, it's for it's them. actually it's or actually rested. it's actually a dream for them. You'd actually like um you'd actually like as long as they're good, they've got their conditioning good, it'd be yeah, that'd be the dream situation, mm. right? Yeah. Because it's kind of like these some of these other teams like who have been kind of resting, have lost that advantage or whatever if there was any. But um. But, but anyway. but yeah, but um, if the season cancelled, the Lakers have the. Most I tell you who it hurts the most: the Magic, who had just come right, <laughs> and were bawling out. They were they were literally bawling out the few like the the week or so before the the outbreak. Paul, do you have a Magic Player of the Week? Uh AG Aaron Gordon for, for the track. This track. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Do, I feel I like I might get it. Yeah, he's. What about JT and his great stat about Nikola Vucevic being one of the greatest players of all time? He gets on. You get on, well. You're not a player. Yeah, you're not. That's true. You get a. You get a special. Um, you I, get a, wait, wait, wait. It wasn't Magic Player of the week. week. You get a two-week um, subscription as a friend of the Magic. <laughs> oh, awesome! <laughs> yeah. So for two weeks, you're officially a friend of the magic. Um, we're, we're, we're quite long here. JT, do you want to do your, um, your rant or nah, should we wrap it up? It. Park park it. It. Oh, I thought you were saying effort and I was like, I enjoy that attitude. Um, thanks to everyone <laughs> for um, listening to the podcast. Um, we always have fun. Um, please give us a rating on um, iTunes if you get the chance. Five stars or actually don't bother. Like, just give us five stars. Please. Like, we're desperate. Um, I've been Guy Williams. I haven't done that in a long time. I do it every time with enthusiasm. Oh, good on I'm you, JT. mate. Um, thanks for listening. Goodbye and kakite ano. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.